Welcome to Insider, the official podcast for the city of Murfreesboro. I'm Mike Browning. Our topic today, the revised solid waste ordinance. Our guests are Darren Gore, assistant city manager for the city of Murfreesboro, and Russell Gossett, who is director of solid waste. Gentlemen, thanks to both of you for being with us to talk about this topic. Thanks for inviting us. Let's start with why we have a revised ordinance anyway. What What is the reason for it? Well, uh... So the solid waste ordinance was was old and antiquated and had a lot of, let's just say, antiquated terms and terminology that needed to be updated. That's kind of a minor issue. But the biggest uh, issue that, or the uh, revision that we needed to make was to incorporate really two things. One was the solid waste fee. Uh, we needed to get that in there to, to uh, uh, act as a basis for charging what we've been what we charge for curbside pickup for solid waste and these new charges that we're looking at uh, potentially charging for uh, grass brush and limb pickup the second thing was uh, our design criteria we had an adopted curbside collection design guide that the council had adopted a couple of years ago and that really needed to be brought into the ordinance by reference replacement cost of, of, of damaged or uh, carts that needed to be replaced Again, uh, commercial entities being allowed now to use uh, the mulching facility at Florence Road. Um, Go-back fees, uh, we ha we're installing a new system that allows us to document via photograph if someone has their solid waste cart out by the curbside or if they have an exorbitant amount of brush and limb. We can document that with the photograph, send it back to a central dispatch, and then if we actually have to go back and pick up a solid waste cart that will be an extra fee or if we have to take on an exorbitant amount of, of brush and limb that would be an extra charge so I, I will say this we're not we're not we didn't necessarily revise the ordinance to just set up a bunch of new fees we really are wanting the public to just uh, be more aware of best practices and and kind of putting their brush and limb out in incremental small batches or in biodegradable bags and to make sure that they have their carts out curbside so that we don't have to come back and get them at a later date. So it's really, I would say, more of a, a revision to try to raise the awareness of, of how, to, how to help the city be more efficient and effective in our uh, curbside services for solid waste. And probably the one that is most impactful and affects the most people out there would be the grass clippings issue because some are very conscientious and they for a long time have used bags the biodegradable bags for grass clippings and others because it's convenient they just put it out on the curb but that is changing and there's a reason for that yeah we we did a survey of several cities uh, on who would actually pick up grass clippings and i think we we surveyed about a dozen cities and only one other city that we could find and i think it was johnson city tennessee would pick up loose grass clippings. We will still pick up loose grass clippings, but we're gonna do so for a $5 per occurrence fee. We will pick grass clippings up that have been bagged in biodegradable bags free of, free of charge. Like you always have. Like we always have. Um, we've always picked up loose gra grass clippings free of charge up to this point, but the problem has been we have uh, the, the, the clamshells that we use for, that we use uh, with our brush and limb trucks. It, it's very difficult to pick loose grass clippings up. 
We do not pick up all of the loose grass clippings. A lot of that stuff is left on the road. We scratch the asphalt, we scratch up the curb. We, if people put the grass clippings in their yard, there's a potential for us to, to damage their lawn or damage their grass that's, that, that's still on there. You know, we don't wanna eat into their topsoil or pull grass, living grass off of their yard. So it's, it's much more t difficult to pick loose grass clippings up. And secondly, that, that residue or some of the gra grass clippings that are left after we leave, when it rains, they get dried out and that rain will take in and take those loose grass clippings and take it into the storm sewer system through the inlet drains that you see on the curb, the curb inlets. And those ultimately get flushed out into the, to the creeks and the waterways. That does a lot of harm to the aquatic life of the stream. That grass is an organic material. It ends up decaying and it pulls oxygen out of the water. Uh, the little bugs and the algae, you know, they, they're really the bugs need, need oxygen in the water to thrive and to, to, be, to proliferate. So uh, it really is a water quality issue when it you get sounds, down to it. It sounds like it's more efficient because you've got all these other obstacles and more environmentally friendly. So it's really the right approach. That's a great way to, that's the great way to sum it up. It's more efficient to bag them and it's more environmentally conscientious or more, more of an environmental stewardship uh, aspect if you put them in a bag. And those who haven't done this, those bags are available at stores throughout Murfreesboro. They are. They're available, uh, I know, at Kroger's, uh, at Lowe's, at Home Depot, at any really kind of any hardware store, you can get those biodegradable bags uh, fairly inexpensively. Now, people are familiar with the leaf collection program that begins October 1. I think it runs through January 20, something like that. So that's still going to be in effect. And then there will be a relief, I guess, from this issue yeah. during those time periods. Yeah, so, so we have peak leaf, we call it peak leaf season, and I think the ordinance was revised to say between October 1st and January 31st, uh, you can put all the loose leaves curbside. Uh, we've got a special equipment that actually comes in. It's a vacuum type system that will actually suck the leaves up into, the, into a, a truck bay. And so that still will be free of charge, that nothing changes with leaf pickup. We would ask that the public, again, bag the, the leaves between, I guess that would be February 1st through September 30th. We would ask for them to, to put those in bags. Uh, I don't think there's a whole lot of leaves coming down during you know, February through, through uh, uh, September. But yeah, there's not gonna be any charge. That will still be uh, uh, picked up free of service between that October 1st and January 31st dates. Russell, the other issue is the private lawn companies, which has been a problem because they tend to go do a service for a property owner and then they leave their debris on the curbside. Right. And uh, I think in this ordinance, we've given them an option now to come to our Florence Road facility to dispose of this. So starting August 1st, uh, we will have a charge associated with it. Uh, it's a per load charge. Um, so August 1st, you have a load that you'd like to bring in, bring it on in, we'll you know, see the size, charge based off the size, and uh, you can dispose of it there so we could uh, mulch it, give it back to the community. I assume that applies to the general public as well if they decided they want to take it It there. is, and it'll still be a free charge for the general public. But for a lawn service company, charged upon the load. And then what are the times that the facility will be open? So we're Monday through Friday, from 6 a.m. until 2.30 p.m. Uh, gates close at 2. 
Again, that's 4765 Florence Road. That's the facility a lot of people know about when we recycle, like paint and oil. That's right. Uh, you do that on an annual basis as that's, well. That's right. So, um, Russell, what about the bulk items? Um, people, some people know about this and others don't, that you actually pick up things like uh, couches and other uh, things that people are trying to uh, get rid of, and it's been a free of charge as long as you schedule it. Right. What's the change here? So we're, we're adding a charge to that. Uh, it'll be a $10 per item for the first three items, and the items could range pretty much any furniture item that you could think of in your house. Uh, we'll pick it up, mattresses, box springs, uh, coffee tables. Uh, we, we don't do any appliances. We don't do tires, nothing with glass in it because obvious reasons there. If we grabbed it and it broke, it would be everywhere. Uh, but for... First three items, $10 an item, and then uh, anything in excess of three items would be $30 per item past that point. And it's still going to be a kind of on-call basis. If you have these items out, give us a call. We'll come by and pick them up uh, and add that charge to you. I know you don't pick up lawnmowers, as you said, but what about yeah. something like a wheelbarrow? Yes, we will do wheelbarrows. Uh, ask that you would take the tire off. I know that would be kind of difficult to do in some cases. So, uh, you know, a little, little gray area there, but we, we will grab a wheelbarrow. And there's a phone number for people to call in order to arrange this. What's that number? That's right. It's uh, 615-893-3681 that rings into our Florence Road Facilities office. And this is effective August 1 as well? That's correct. So between now and then, you're on the normal That's right. uh, way yeah, of doing right. things. And, uh, just still a preference of calling it in. Uh, right. right. We'll grab it. Okay. Well, that's very convenient for the customer. Um, there's also this issue of special event fees, which is, doesn't necessarily apply to the the average customer, but to businesses, that's something that you do for them. That's right. Uh, we, we recently did uh, Jazz Fest that, that we had here around the square. So events as such were Main Street's involved and other, other companies that would like to use maybe a cart collection. We could we have special event carts that we could set out for trash collection and then also come and collect that garbage after the event. Uh, so it, it's really going to be a uh, kind of per event basis, uh, but I'd be happy to, to speak with anybody that's interested in using that. Because that's depending on what kind of event, how large it is, that's how right. many cans will be how necessary. How many cans, how many employees I'll need to have to, to kind of man those cans and uh, the time involved with that. A number of years ago, Darren, um, I think it's been two or three years ago, you can tell me when, but the, mm -hmm. the whole idea of, of charging a fee for this service as solid waste moves toward more of a utility model. Right. Uh, we ought to reiterate that again so people know where we are with that. Right. So I think it was January of 2019 that we actually started uh, charging or implementing a monthly fee for our solid waste curbside pickup, the 96-gallon cart that, that the city gives you when you move in as a city resident. We pick those up uh, weekly for re uh, residential customers and we pr uh, pick those up bi-weekly or twice a week for commercial uh, customers. So we did that because one of the, uh, I guess, directives I was given as assistant city manager at that time was we were trying to move the solid waste department into more of a um, self-funded department. Uh, some people use the term enterprise fund similar to what water resources does with our water and sewer utility uh, the water resources department does not rely on any general fund revenue which is generated by tax taxes uh, property taxes sales taxes uh, we wanted to try to move the solid waste department more into that self-funding mechanism and so 
it's a fee-for-service model, and we try to recapture a lot of uh, you know the expenses. There's obviously costs associated with fuel and manpower and purchasing trucks and then disposing and, and, and uh, taking the, uh, the solid waste to Middle Point Landfill. Um, we started out at $5 a month in January, and then pretty quickly, I think six months in, we changed it to $7.50. I think that was July 1 of 2019. And so we've held it at $7.50 per month for the residential charge uh, since July 1 of 2019, and that's going to stay in effect effective this July 1 of 2021 because council decided to keep it Can the council same. decided to keep it the same we do charge $30 a month for our commercial uh, fee because we typically it's a rear loader type most uh, most commercial uh, in, uh, establishments require rear loader which is a two-person crew more manual and then obviously picking it up twice a week um, we really are not outfitted we don't have the the the, the fleet to do uh, front, loading, lo front, 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 front loading front loading right. uh, dumpsters. dumpsters so we can't do that we just have the fleet that picks up the 96 gallon carts and we did a little analysis and figured that once you if you're a commercial institute uh, a commercial establishment once you get over four 96 gallon carts it really behooves you and probably is a better uh, cost benefit to go get a dumpster and use a private hauler and that's probably really helps us again with that efficiency aspect is if you have five dump five, if we have to sit there and dump five 96 gallon carts that's not a very efficient way to 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 handle and did that garbage. happen some went to some a people yes we had a lot of commercial establishments that had dozens of of and mainly apartments but we had of several carts. of carts yeah. and so they went out and got dumpsters and so hopefully they're being charged less and they're getting a better uh, it's just a more efficient way to collect the garbage I will say um, that that 750 and the $30 based on our current revenue that covers about 75% of our operational costs it only covers about 66% or two-thirds of our costs for overall expenses which includes debt uh, the solid waste department does have some debt uh, to pay back the Florence Road site and some other, and we've got some upcoming debt with the transfer with, with, with the new transfer station and uh, property purchase and so on. So we are not fully recovering our expenses based on the current charges. Um, so those charges will ultimately need to go up to fully recover our expenses. And in the event that Middle Point landfill closes and we have to haul solid waste to a different landfill farther away and actually pay tipping fees then you know the pro forma or the anticipated uh fee for service that we expect to charge it may be in the low 20s mid 20 dollar per month range and that's something we should address very quickly what precipitated the idea of transfer stations and the fee and all of that was looking forward at middle point landfill and its potential closing Right. So not to go into too much of the history, but there was a solid waste advisory committee that was uh, put together in 2017. Uh, they had a, it was a it was a joint county city. Uh, Smyrna was involved, uh, Laverne, Eagleville. So it was a comprehensive all the municipalities and the county uh, in Rutherford County came together to try to look and prepare 
a vision of what they wanted, what they expected to have to deal with, how, to, how were they going to manage solid waste in the future. So in 2000, they hired GBB, and I can't remember the, the, the uh, that's an acronym for the consultant. Um, they put together a vision document in 2018 with the expectation that Middle Point would be closed in the time frame of, you know, say between seven and 10 years. Uh, so with that document, that's what I predicated uh, I, I call it a pro forma or a, 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 a future uh, forecast of what we needed to, where we needed to be uh, over that seven to ten year period. If we because could, we still had to deal with because the we still had to deal with garbage. The garbage isn't going to stop. Middle point may close, but we have to handle our our solid waste through through alternative means. And that's I used that 2018 document to really uh, that was the foundation to set up these these fees, and so. Um, the, the idea was the transfer station, uh, if we could use that for efficiently, we, we could use it in the future because we would need a long, uh, a, um, a semi truck to haul a larger load of garbage farther away so that our side loaders could dump their, dump their solid waste at the transfer station. It would get loaded onto a semi, a long haul semi and they could, the, the, the side loaders could get back to business, right? Of picking up the 96 gallon carts. While we're doing it now, even prior to the landfill closing, is we see that there's an efficiency gained by letting our side loaders dump and even a, a, the, using the semi to go to middle point. Right now, uh, we see wait times. Our side loaders may sit in line at middle point for over two hours, uh, which is um, a very ineffective way. I mean, that's, right. that's not a good use of our driver's time. It's not a good use of our vehicle time. So we're moving forward with the transfer station as soon as possible to, to gain efficiencies, even while we're using Middle Point as a disposal site. And Russell, I think you've said that in discussion with Republic, some of that is improving, even though you have to move forward because you never know when you're going to be waiting two hours again. But That's they right. are making some changes. Right, they have. Uh, past week or so, it's been, it's been a little bit better, uh, down to a half hour to 45 minutes, which is more more feasible, still not in line with a transfer station. If you see the turn times at a transfer station, you're looking at 15 to 25 minutes maximum on a truck dumping. So, and, and that's that's nothing to say that a landfill, even at best case scenario, is never going to meet that with a transfer station. There's always going to be some way. There's always going to yeah. be some way. Uh, the other thing that complicates all this, Darren, is of course the RFPs that the county has been involved mm -hmm. in in order to deal with where we're going in the future with middle point closing and then they were actually one of the uh, submitters of that uh, and that gets more complicated by a regional board that has a say in it right <laughs> so right. I, yeah. I know the listeners that there's a lot there to chew on but but yeah. maybe you could briefly describe where we are with that sure well i would first advise everybody to go to the D daily news journal and look at the articles that have been written there they could probably get a lot of information uh, on this upcoming June 28th meeting. It's the Central Tennessee Region Solid Waste Committee. Uh, we're going to be, uh, Republic did apply for a landfill expansion. I think it's 90 some odd acres and it, it's an effective 80, 82% uh, airspace expansion. Airspace meaning, you know, the ability to, to put solid waste in, 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 the, vo in the, the void space, right, the airspace. So we've, um, Republic has said that they would, there's a part, two parts to that application. Part one was filed in April of this year. The 
part two of that application has to be filed within 12 months. Republic has said they are going to delay applying or submitting the part two of that application until February of 2022. However, they've started the clock, so to speak, when they uh, filed for part one. And the Central Tennessee Region Board has to have a public hearing and vote on the uh, whether to approve, accept, or reject and deny the landfill expansion um, within 90 days. So we're, that's why the June 28th meeting is coming up uh, for us to vote on that. Now the board's role is to, to determine whether that expansion is consistent or inconsistent with kind of a, a 10 year plan that that board has to routinely update each year. So um, the 10 year plan update, as, as I currently read it, um, a landfill expansion is not consistent with the 10 year plan update uh, for, for uh, Rutherford County. We have been moving forward with the anticipation that that landfill would be closed in seven to 10 years. And so uh, I do not think a, an 82% expansion of, of the middle point is consistent with where Rutherford County saw itself going over the next 10 years. Now, there's other counties involved with the region. There's uh, Coffee, Cannon, and Warren County. Uh, they, their, plan, their 10 year plans, it may, they may deem it as a consistent, uh, the expansion con is consistent with their 10 year plan or their goals and objectives over the next 10 years. So. We're going to listen to the public. The public has the right to come in to give their three minute. They have a, they'll have a three minute comment period. Because that's a hearing on that Monday. That's a hearing. The it's it's the 28th. It's at the county courthouse. So the public is invited. They can come in and, and give their um, opinions or give their facts or give their experiences with living close to the landfill. I know um, the city receives a lot of odor complaints, and that's uh, and there's a lot of traffic complaints and. I think the, uh, the fact that uh, I've read anywhere that, that the middle point accepts between 50 and 70% of their solid waste comes from outside of Rutherford County. So there's a lot of haulers and a lot of trucks coming in there. I'm surprised that they got their turnaround time so, uh, so, so uh, good, uh, given the fact that they've got so much outside county solid waste coming in. So let's wrap this up with uh, something that's probably more directly pertinent to what you all do in the city, the transfer stations. Um, you're moving forward with that. Mm -hmm. What's the timetable for those? Because once you have them uh, established, then that leads to the potential that you would transfer the trash outside of the county. Right. So <clears throat> we got approval from the city council to make an offer on uh, I believe it's just over 20 acres, maybe 22 acres. Uh, and we're going through a due diligence process. We've, we had a, consult, a consultant that's going out there and doing kind of a phase one environmental to make sure that there's no uh, environmental conditions that would uh, disallow us from building a transfer station. And once they come back, if it's kind of got that good clean bill of health, uh, then we'll close on that property and then enter into a design contract and so let's just say the design takes pretty best case scenario, maybe six months. And then if we can bid it, spend another two months bidding advertising and getting it out uh, for, uh, for advertising, then we, let's say a year, year and a half to, to build it. So let's just say roughly two years, uh, we would hope to have a finished transfer station out there. And uh, 
again, we'll use it while middle point's open, but if, so if we, if we, if middle point does close, then now we've got at least got the venue to let our uh, side loaders unload and this long haul truck, we'll just have to come and we'll have to figure out the closest landfill, the round trip time. I mean, right now, uh, it's kind of <laughs> tough to say, but the closest two landfills are going to be Camden, Tennessee, which I think is about a hundred mile one way trip. And you've looking at Huntsville, Huntsville. Uh, at the, uh, is it Redstone Arsenal? It's, uh uh, Cavanta uses the. It's a waste to energy. Waste it's, the same it's, a, it's a waste to energy. It's the same location. I think, the, yeah, the waste to energy uh, site may be a little more expensive. So we're kind of probably hedging towards Camden. Uh, well, it's safe to say this issue is going to go on for, for a few years sure. uh, as you resolve this, but we appreciate what you all are doing. There's nothing like uh, garbage that piles up, as, as we've seen <laughs> in, in past history uh, in New York and other cities where they have. You know, situation yeah. where garbage piles right. up, people people get pretty uh, pretty hot about well, it's that. Well, so. it's a public it's a public health issue. There's no doubt yes. about it. Uh, organic material that starts to to rot and off gas the smell, and you've got some you know microbiological issues and uh, E. coli and some other things that can really cause some some health problems. Right. That's why we get rid of it. That's why we get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you both, uh, Darren Gore and Russell Gossett, for being with us today and being our guest on the Insider. Oh, thank you. We've been highlighting solid waste originating this podcast from City Hall. Thanks for listening to The Insider via Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Amazon Music Audible. You can also watch The Insider on YouTube. Our producer is Michael Nevels. For more information on the fast-growing city of Murfreesboro, visit www.murfreesboro.tn.gov. Insider is the official podcast for the city of Murfreesboro. Until next time, I'm Mike Browning. Thanks a lot for joining us.